Okay, hi everyone, it's Michelle from Studio City Now. Today, my guest is Dr. Lise Ruder. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for inviting me. Very happy to be here. Yeah, and you're in the Netherlands, which um, eventually I'll get to. <laughs> yeah. I actually have a pair of wooden shoes my parents brought back in 19, oh God, the 60s. <laughs> a long time ago uh, yeah. yeah it's one of the few things i've kept but i've been well you still find them a lot of wooden shoes uh, you still see people walking with them oh they really do walk with them yes yes absolutely <laughs> oh, they're incredible i don't know the history but we'll go into that another time yeah exactly so anyway i was reading your bio um there we go and there we go I always have papers around. I'm organized, but, you know, organized mess. <laughs> but you're a positive psychology expert, which I think is incredible. And you, uh, you have an organization called OMG. Yes, it's actually uh, short for uh, uh, Dutch uh, wordings, op maat gemaakt in Dutch, which means uh, tailor-made. So it means um, that everything that we do within our organization is specifically for the person that we do it for. So um, every person is unique and uh, every organization is unique. So um, we think it's important to make sure that what you get offered that it's um yes yeah, especially for you great now uh, how long have you been a psych are you a psychologist or yeah i'm a yeah, organizational psychologist how long uh not so long uh only let's see i think six years now oh okay since yeah. you were 20 right <laughs> <laughs> I actually started my career in sales. I was a commercial manager, and uh, and and a certain point, uh, I think ten years ago or something, a uh, little bit longer ago in the meantime. But uh, I realized that uh, that yeah, I wanted to do something different, and I realized that everything that I had done so far, what I liked doing was the people that I was working with. And um, I was always very intrigued and interested in why people do what they do. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I was a commercial manager and uh, I uh, quit my job and uh, went back to university. And got your psychology degree. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, I meet more people, including me, who have changed careers, done something completely different and were happier. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's also quite normal that it's, I, I think it's really difficult when you are young and in school and to already get a good feel for what do you love and what are you good at and, and what do you want to do for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would have never thought of psychology when I was 18. Uh, in fact, uh, I, I I did consider going to law school when I was 18, which I didn't, uh, didn't do, but um Never thought of psychology until, yeah, a little over 10 years ago. And uh, and now I'm so, um, this is really what I should do. What, uh, yeah, what is me? Well, you look happy. So that. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, which means you enjoy what you're doing. Um, now, what exactly is an organizational psychologist? I had never heard of that. 
Uh, well, it means that uh, we study the psychology of what happens within organizations, in teams, uh, mm -hmm. uh, how people function well, and um, and I'm I, I'm a positive psychology expert, so I focus on what people already do well and uh, and what can we do to help them take a next step, but uh, not to put a focus on everything that goes wrong, but uh, to look at what do we have and can we move on from there? You know, we need a lot of that here. Yeah, um, yeah. I think everywhere. <laughs> I believe you're right. We need more positivity. Well, you know, the world was shut down for what, a, almost two years here in the States. Mm -hmm. I don't know about the Netherlands, yeah, yeah, same. Oh, okay. And did you find that helped or hindered or um, change things? Well, I think it goes both ways. I think um, it has caused a lot of stress for many people and bad circumstances for many people. And at the same time, I think it's also for some people been an, an eye opener on what they find important in life. So in a, in a way, they, they might be also some positive effects from it but uh but yeah the the stress levels have increased immensely since then and I, and we, we see in so many organizations um that we work with that the amount of burnouts rising and uh, uh people just being more aggressive more stressed more frustrated and and this ends up in bad communication in conflicts did you have you know, like here, I'm in California. The good news was there was no traffic. <laughs> the yeah. bad news, it was like three hours to get into the grocery store. Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you get the same thing there? Well, it changed over time, over the over the last two years. In the beginning, it was uh, everybody stocking up, so then the supermarkets were empty, <laughs> and then mm -hmm. uh, and then, uh, it, it, as you say, the roads uh, very quiet, but. Um, you had to go to the supermarket in certain times in order to be able to go there. I live in the north of the Netherlands, which is very, very quiet. It's very open. And mm -hmm. uh, so we didn't have any problem getting into the supermarket here. But uh, we saw on the news uh, in, in the big cities, uh, big lines of people having to wait uh, and, and people uh, getting aggressive in the, when they had to wait in line. And, and I, I'm completely convinced that... Um, the aggressive behavior, angry behavior, stress behavior is all from a place where you feel unsafe. Yeah, well, there was a big fear factor. And of all things, people stocked up on toilet paper. Yeah. I'm like, if yeah. you need that much, you have other issues going on. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's very interesting eh, how human behavior works. Uh, absolutely. And the, here's the ironic thing. A week before everything closed down, for some reason, I bought like a 24 pack because I don't like going to the market. And I went to Costco, which is like one of the big box stores. It's like, yeah, this will last about six months. Yeah. And it did. <laughs> yeah, but I was in trouble because I, I accidentally ended up, um, uh, I just needed to buy toilet paper because I was out, but uh, but in the supermarket, there wasn't any. So I had to go to three different shops uh, <laughs> to buy was, toilet paper. It was so ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah. But that was a fair factor, and that's not something we'll ever have a shortage of. No, and I and I believe there was a fear, of course, of 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 illness and of uh, of losing people and so on. But there's also a different type of fear where we feel that our basic psychological needs are being threatened, our 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 need for autonomy, for connection, for uh, competence, and when these basic psychological needs are being threatened, then 
um, our brain sort of shuts down. We're not capable of of reaching out to other people, of, of making yeah. contact. And and I think definitely the basic need for connection was really difficult during the COVID times because we weren't able to be with the people we loved necessarily. I have my family. I'm from Belgium myself and uh, my my parents still live in Belgium and I wasn't able to visit them because the borders were closed. Oh. So, so I didn't see my family for uh, over a year. So th- there's a sense of connection that you miss then. There's a threat in your sense of connection that that causes stress and uh, and 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 sadness and so uh, that's now, hard. Now are the borders open again? Just Yes, yes they are. Yeah. Okay. Cuz here in the states um we could travel from state to state. Yep. Um we didn't have that problem, but there were other issues like half the gas stations were closed down and yeah. Well, in fact, it, it, right now in the Netherlands, there are no, um, there is nothing left anymore from uh, measurements. There, you can you can do anything. You don't have to wear masks anymore. There, you don't have to keep distance anymore. You can. There's no any COVID rules anymore in the in the Netherlands. There are big concerts, people getting together. Everything is open again. And Venice will be there soon. <laughs> Marky told me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, take me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's been like this for a couple of months now uh, that everything is open uh, and again. Wow, that's it's a hundred degrees outside. I'm drinking a lot of water too. Yeah, very good, <laughs> very important. Yes, yeah, so you're also so again, you're also working on your PhD. Mm-hmm. Oh, tell me a little about that. Um, it's a psychological safety. Yes, I'm uh, uh, doing research into the topic of psychological safety. I have, uh, um, based on literature research and my work that I do within organizations, I have um, built up a model that uh, um, shows how you build a psychologically safe environment uh, within a team, within an organization. And what it means is that, um, that you don't feel threatened in your basic psychological needs, that you feel mm-hmm. satisfied uh, in your in your basic needs. So you feel open up open to speak up you feel you can admit that you made a mistake you can uh, challenge the situation or challenge the team you you feel safe enough to yeah make a connection to to take a risk to have a difficult conversation with a colleague and mm-hmm. trust that you're going to be okay um, which brings me to something that came up when you said si- the safety and i said it first but um i don't know if you've seen on the news here We've had shootings in the shopping malls, in supermarkets. That's scary. To, it's very scary to me. Yeah, I've noticed. Uh, I, I did see that. And, and it's not only in the U.S. I see it um, also in Europe, in, in different, uh, in all parts of the world, that there is much more aggression, uh, more shootings. And, and I'm sure that this is also um, a reflection of the last two years of, of, of people um, feeling much more stress feeling much more threat to their basic needs, which drives them to do things like shootings. So, uh, and then on top of that, of course, with the shootings, uh, the, the people start to feel unsafe to come out the door. So, so it becomes a circle, creates un- unsafety, creating unsafety. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, to me, it's scary. We have a store here called Marshall's. It's like a discount clothing store. And there was a shooting, no, an armed robbery in the underwear department. And I'm like, what? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's scary. Eh? That's... And, the, and, the, and the problem is that because if we if we get too scared to get out the door, we don't connect with people around us anymore. We don't go up to strangers to ask, are you okay when something when they, you see something is happening? And mm-hmm. and this only results in even less connection with each other. Uh, so even more people feeling threatened and, and becoming aggressive. And so, yeah, it's it's really scary what's happening. Yeah, it is. And, you know, like you said, it's the last two years. Yep. And also, you know, there's media everywhere. Yeah, yeah, that that doesn't help. No, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> no. And but I think at the same time, next to what is happening, there's also more and more and more people realizing this and deciding to uh, take better care of themselves and mm-hmm. and and build more connectivity with each other and be more supportive. And if you see in the Netherlands, for example, right now how many people are actively helping refugees uh, um, are standing up to do volunteer work. You see that there's also, maybe even because of this uh, unsafety, people who are thinking, hey, this is not the world I want to live in. I want to Mm -hmm. live in a world with love and where we help each other and support each other. Mm -hmm. So I see also many people standing up and, and making better choices. That's good. Yeah. You know, I, I miss, I, I miss the days. Oh gosh, this is going to age me. <laughs> I used to sit out at like 11 at night with my mom, like on the curb or on the stoop, which are the stairs to your apartment. We didn't have a problem. Of course, this was the um, 1950s, <laughs> <laughs> early sixties. You know, such a different time. Yeah. Now also um, you wrote a book. Let's see if I can pronounce it. Oh, Don. Hudam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was my first book. Uh, I wrote uh, together with um, uh, Monique Ravenstein, who's uh, owner of two supermarkets. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she writes her story about how she became successful. And uh, she writes this in letters to me. And I reply to her explaining what is the psychology behind what helped her, the choices she, she made. So also the readers can take her experience and my expertise to see how they can yeah be happier in their own life and uh, and, and make better choices uh, for themselves and where can we find that book is it just in dutch that one is just in dutch that's the first one yeah my second book is uh, is in english that's uh, uh, lead your team toward a better world is the second one oh okay uh, and that's so that's an english uh, book uh, which uh, is on amazon mm-hmm but uh, and that book is for um yeah for people who want to create an environment at work with their team where they feel safe and happy and they can yeah do their job have fun doing their job and have fun working together and at the same time i it's really important mm-hmm. when you want to be happy and we, when you want to have fun to make sure that you also do the things that might not be fun <laughs> to have the tough conversation and to get to work through it and not mm-hmm. to avoid difficult uh, situations, but uh, to support yourself in the midst of it. You know, and I know part of happiness is self-care. Yeah, absolutely. What would you suggest like for people like you and me? Or, you know, we've all come out of this lockdown. We're all stressed. A lot of us, like the women, uh, got a little fluffier. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would you suggest for self-care? Uh, I would suggest to take the time for it, to begin mm-hmm. with, to take a t- the time to really stop 
and feel what you're feeling. I see with so many people I work with that we've lost the connection with our own body, uh, mm -hmm. just feeling where we feel stressed, where we feel tension, where we feel maybe fear or um, or grief or whatever, that we all feel these emotions emotionally, but also physically in our body, we can feel this. And to stop, to take the time to feel it, allow mm -hmm. it to be there, and and then be kind to yourself that you are feeling this. And how about forgiveness? Like, um, oh gosh, here in the, I know in the American culture, you have to be a certain way, you have to do certain things and if you don't do it you know people come down on you and I'm like why you know it's okay to forgive yourself for not to be perfect yeah exactly yeah okay. and that's and that's being kind to yourself when when you're feeling maybe you're you're feeling you should have done better and if you can stop and feel where you can feel this in your body where you can feel this tension of of I should have been better and allow it to be there. It's okay that you feel this. It's uh, And then forgive yourself. Be kind to yourself. I love it. Now, where can we find you on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook? Yeah, on uh, Facebook, on LinkedIn. Um, and uh, um, yeah, as I said, uh, my book is also on uh, Amazon, on Kindle. So uh, and, and the book also has a chapter about how to take care of yourself the lead your team toward a better world okay there's, uh, and there's some ex actual exercises in there that you can do to support yourself in difficult times or to have difficult to handle difficult situations so um so there's some exercise on there and uh, and i have some videos with tips on youtube and how can we find you on youtube under my company name omg okay because i have a link and it I looked at it and I said, no, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. So if, you, if you go on on YouTube and you look at OMG, then you will find the, the channel. Well, thank you so, so much. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, you too. Very nice. Okay. Thank you so, so much. Yeah, thank you, Michelle. Nice uh, to talk to you. You too. I'd love to, you know, continue um, another time. Uh you know, because I want to know more about your PhD program. I wanted to get, you know, to know more about the positive psychology because we don't have a lot of that here. Yeah. 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 It's very important. It is. But again, thank you. And you have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Yeah, thank you. You too. Have a wonderful day. Uh... And go see Venice when they come in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will. Thank you. Okay. Bye, Michelle. Okay. Nice to meet you. Bye. Bye. -bye. Good night.